to the first episode of the 2024 year. I'm Lolo. And I'm Helen. And this week on Dragon Talk, we have some school updates with Simran and Nessa, an interview about World Scholars Cup. And we're interviewing Mr. O as well. Um, we hope everyone had a great break and a great New Year's and are, we're happy that everyone's back at school. Without further ado, let's get into it. We hope you enjoyed this month's episode. So starting with the school updates, we have the play coming up on January 24th, 25th, and 26th. Buy your tickets January 15th at 9 a.m. Make sure you get them quickly because they sell out really, really fast. Um, There's also a cake auction on January 17th, which is a fundraiser for Honduras School of Life and Rotan Marine Park. And this will be during junior and senior lunch in the student lounge. Then there's a ski trip January 17th for registered students. And as well, there's another ski trip coming up January 24th. On January, on Wednesday, January 24th, there is a mental health workshop from 9 a.m. to 11.20 a.m. in the theater for grades 9 to 11. This past weekend, there was a futsal tournament, so congrats to all the players who participated in that. Next coming weekend is a basketball tournament for the girls. Good luck, everyone. And the weekend after that, there's the Bishops Tournament, which is an overnight tournament. So good luck to those players and have fun. Woo! Also good luck to all the regular season games taking place in January. Yeah! So for our first episode of the 2024 school year, we thought what better way to start than with Mr. O, the head of school on the podcast. Hi, Mr. O. Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for coming on. We know you've been wanting to come on for a while now. I think since, uh, what's it been, two years, I've begged and pleaded, and uh, today's my day. Very excited. Thank you. So before you were head of school, Mm -hmm. you actually started as our gym teacher way back when, I think about 12 years ago or so, when we were in kindergarten and grade one. That's 17, 16, 17 years, I think, yeah. I remember loving gym class in grade one in kindergarten. Wow, what what, what what did you like about it? We played a lot of games. It was very interactive, and you always had nicknames for all of us, which was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if every game was, uh, you know, ministry approved. I remember some of the lights being off sometimes and a few things, but uh, you got to be creative uh, in this school. Yeah. And so when you were in high school, what clubs were you in? Oh, nice. Um, I played a lot of sports when I was in high school. I played uh, football, rugby, basketball. Um did uh, auto mechanics. I was in a cool auto mechanics course. That was really fun. Did some, uh, you know, outside behind the uh, behind the bleachers arm wrestling club. I had a little arm wrestling club that I started that I'm uh, very passionate about. And would you consider bringing that school club of arm wrestling to St. George's? Well, I would. Uh, <laughs> yes, I, it's a dream. It's uh, it's part of the vision. It's part of the dream. That's uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe one day. One day, yeah. Yeah. You mentioned earlier that you yeah. played football. And rugby in high school, among yep. other sports. Yeah. What skills or qualities do you think you learned from those that you still that, that brought you forward in life? Huh. Good question. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, there were a lot of um, values, personal values that were reinforced. I'll talk about them in a sec. I, I, I think to take those experiences that I had then in high school and in sport team sport especially I really gravitated towards team sport and then to think about how those skills or that mindset or those values apply to my leadership philosophy now I think some of the not I think I know because I'm very 
conscious to always try to model them and live them and, and reinforce them. Collaboration mm-hmm. is is a key one for me. I see, I, I don't, I can't see how people operate, you know, in isolation. I only see how do we work together as teams. So for everything, the way I think, the way I, I try to make a decision, um, the way I try to carry myself in and around others, it's always about the deepest respect and appreciation for other people that I'm with, working with, whatever the team is. If it's a the administrative team, the teaching team, the, the student leadership team, uh, just a group of people sitting together, I see always my role as an equal part of of a team. You know, football was football was key to that for me because I played a certain position that I was good at, or I like to tell myself I was good at it, um, but I couldn't play the position of the person beside me, the person that was behind me, or the offense, or the runner, or the quarterback, or the, you know, so it it taught me that you can't look at your position as more important, or your role, or your perspective, or your opinion. It's not more important. It's just how does it fit into the bigger picture of a team? Mm-hmm. That's valuable. Yeah, and I know from you being the gym teacher way back when <laughs> um, that you always did have something in that leadership role. And I think, I guess you learned that from sports as well. I'm yeah. seeing you now as head of school. Um, I guess that's a valuable skill hmm. that you took with you. Yeah, I appreciate that. That and uh, work ethic. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, there's a lot... We as people, we often go through periods of, you know, self-doubt. Uh, we don't, maybe we don't think we can or we're not ready or, or things like that. And it's all valuable and, and real feelings that we have as people. But I learned through sport that really work ethic and determination, like just, I love the term refuse to lose. <laughs> I love that term. It doesn't mean you're not going to lose. You are going to lose. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to not win. You're going to do all kind of that stuff. But refuse to lose is really, for me, the commitment to never succumb to self-doubt or or fatigue mm-hmm. just persevere just keep going keep going keep working that, that's that's been a, I think something that's helped me be successful in my personal and, and professional life and it's funny because I don't know if you remember this but in grade one I believe you always said no oh, yeah. gain no gain <laughs> and I know at St. George's health comes first but you did say that and it has always stuck with me since whether in sports or in academic social life, whatever. That's just been a saying that stuck with me and it reminds me of the refuse to lose. It, it's the no pain, no gain. I, I still say it. I send emails <laughs> and I sign off with it. It's, it's, I'm still now. It's fun to, to laugh about this. At the same time, it's been a real philosophical view that I do have that's real. The human body and brain is, is wired to find the path of least resistance. We want comfort. We seek comfort and easy. Mm-hmm. So when you take the path of challenge and sometimes pain and discomfort it always leads to gain it's true yeah and i mean after you work so hard everybody you know after a little while they need something to wind down a little bit Mm -hmm. and sort of relax or you know think about something else and i know a lot of people like take out hobbies so if you were to take up any hobby right now what do you think it would be oh i I have a lot of hobbies that's yeah no pain no gain i (laughs) trust me and when i refuse to lose Rest and relaxation is absolutely critical. Disconnecting. You want know, my number one hobby, the one I aspire to have the most, is uh, is when it's time to disconnect, to really disconnect from from your work or from your, you know, the the things that you kind of have to do that 
do require hard work, but then also rest. Um, hobbies wise though, to your question, I think my favorite, the one I'm very active in is, is just really, uh, being a, you know, nature lover and outdoor enthusiast. I spend tons of time camping, fishing, uh, just being out in the forest, uh, with my family, my dog, especially, uh, myself alone. It's, it's quiet. It's peaceful. It's where I recharge those. That's, that's my hobby. That's my passion. My passion is my hobby. And, you know, I still, still exercise, still play some sports. Um, but hobby wise, it's, it's just connecting with nature as, as much as I can. Although I'm a bit disappointed you didn't say arm wrestling. I think that's a very valid answer. Uh, I was, you know, I'll be honest with you. It, it was there, tip of my tongue. I'd be a little <laughs> embarrassed to say it, but uh, yeah, I'm pretty avid uh, arm wrestler. I've been, I'm sitting here now with a fractured wrist, which Come is, no, I'd like to say that it was just changing a tire. Okay. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's holding me back from from my hobby, from arm wrestling right now. Oh, bummer. Well, yeah. I hope it heals up quickly. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's the plan. <laughs> well, thank you for the support. <laughs> so, Mr. O, does that mean uh, if, your wrist is hurting at the moment. If SLT is hosting that arm wrestling tournament, does that mean you won't be able to participate? No, I'm pretty good with my left. Uh, <laughs> I'll, still, uh, I'll still be okay. So, you know, I was uh, thinking with the learning commons and stuff, we got mm. great new renovations and stuff. And yeah. I was actually at the donor thing as an ambassador while you were... Yeah, that's right. Thank you for that. Of course. And I was wondering, you mentioned there wanting to upgrade facilities so now that we've got the learning commons what is the next step st george's wants to take oh awesome question yeah i'm well one I, it's inspiring to be asked that question from students because all of this work is really um motivated by making sure the students in this school the ones who are here now yourselves um the students you know they're going to come after you that you have learning spaces that match that quality and the excellence of the teaching and learning that happens here. I, I really do believe, and I visit a lot of schools, I get to travel across Canada, I get to speak with principals and heads all across, you know, um, Canada and, uh, and, and international as we go. And um, we have some of the best teachers. We, we really do have some of the most incredible teachers. So to be able to give these excellent teachers the most, you know, progressive and uh, modern environments and teaching spaces, it's only going to take our, the quality of our experience to the next level, right? So um, the learning commons was project number one. We really saw that as um, kind of a core space that everybody uses in the high school. It's used for so many different reasons and by so many different people um, that that was just a great place to start. What comes next? It's a little early, Marlo, to tell you what the, the, the next project, I can tell you the one that we're aiming for uh, is, is at the elementary school. It's really a revitalization of the first kind of floor and the kindergarten cubbies. And we want our, our kindergartners, you know, those, those the, the new crop of lifers that, that enter our school, kindergarten through grade 11, we want them to have a really beautiful, inclusive, warm, welcoming space. Uh, and that space needs an upgrade right now. So we're going to focus our attention there. And then throughout this year, we're building a capital plan. Uh, capital plan is really just kind of what is the list and in order of what are those next renovations. But we ha we're we going to go through a process as, as part of kind of how we're going to decide. We're going to go through a process of seeking seeking the user's perspective. So students' perspective, teacher's perspective. We're really going to, you know, ask for and, uh, and analyze people's perspectives of where they feel the priorities are and what we need. And then we're going to put all that together in a plan. 
Mm-hmm. I think that's what's so great about St. George's too is the community aspect that you're getting everyone's voices, the students, teachers, staff, and parents as well. So everyone's involved mm. in the decision, which I think is so great. That is that is essential. The whole community moves yeah. together. Um, you mentioned earlier that relaxation and resting is also something you enjoy doing. What does that look like for you? Like I said, the nature piece is the relaxation. The rest, the my best rest. If I could, you say, you know, Mister, what's your ideal conditions for rest? My favorite thing is the thermal experiences at spas. The hot mm-hmm. cold. I love the hot cold. That's the ten on ten rest for me. Yep. I don't really rest at the house. I got a great big loud dog. Two even louder kids. Uh, yeah, I don't rest at home. But uh, that's fair. Yeah. And do you have a preference at the spa? Like, do you prefer the cold bath or the hot bath? Cold, 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 cold. I sit in there. I sit right in there as long as I can. The oh. peop- I make the people come tell me that I have to get out. Yeah, that's my favorite. That's brutal. Yeah, yeah no pain, no gain. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Full circle moment. Well, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's really been an honor, and we really appreciate that you take the time out of your very busy schedule to come on this podcast of ours. Well, listen, this, I've been chasing this podcast for two years. Uh, I want to thank you for bringing me on. Very special moment for me. Thank to both of you. And, uh, you know, and a congratulations to the initiative. I know it takes a lot of work out of your busy schedules to meet with people and have, you know, such interesting and thoughtful conversations. I just want to thank you for that. Thank you so much. Thanks to both thank of you. Thank you. I'm Audra. And I'm Arielle. And we're here with... Mia Zidell. Okay, so what is your dream vacation? My dream vacation is somewhere tropical like the Maldives or Bora Bora. I also said the Maldives because I want to go to the ocean with the stars. The and sea of stars. Yeah. And we're here with... Wendy Basil. And what's your dream vacation? Um, probably a summer trip to somewhere in Europe or a trip to Thailand. I heard Thailand has really good food. (laughs) I would love to try it. And we're here with... Lucas. What is your dream vacation? Uh, Jamaica. Why? Because it's hot and it's really nice. Yeah, I also like, no, there's a lot of monkeys there, and I love monkeys. (laughs) And we're here with... Miss Schubert. So what is your dream vacation? Okay, so I have almost had my dream vacation, which was actually my honeymoon, where I went to Tahiti, to Bora Bora, and we stayed in one of those little glass-bottom huts over the water, which was so cool and amazing. Um, So that, I feel like, was kind of my dream vacation, but if I had to pick a second dream vacation, it would be um, one of the beaches in Hawaii. I've always wanted to go to Hawaii. It's a pretty far trip, um, but it's on my bucket list. So one day, one day I will get there. I want to go to Hawaii, too. And those glass-bottom um, little bungalows look so nice. I want to hear all about your trip once you go to Hawaii. And we're here with... Dice. What's your dream vacation? Singapore. Why? Because it has a really cool airport. I heard that there's, like, a river and a boat goes through it, and it's so cool, and they have really nice stores. Mm-hmm. And they have roller coasters. And we're here with... Sophie Champion Hill. So, what's your dream vacation? My dream vacation is definitely Hawaii. Why? Because my mom went to Hawaii and she said it was the time of her life. And we're here with... Xenia. What's your dream vacation? Probably to either go to Brazil or Mexico because 
I love the music that they have there and they have a nice environment. I love that. And we're here with Tori. So what is your dream vacation? So my dream vacation is probably to go to any island where I would live in like a like hut, like a bungalow type of situation. But like it would be like the most dreamy if I was there with like my group of friends for like a break. You know, that'd just be, it'd be lit. We take such cute pictures. For real. And we're here with Juliana. So what is your dream vacation? Um, my dream vacation would definitely be Hawaii, um, and specifically this restaurant called Duke's on Sundays. And it's literally my favorite restaurant in the whole wide world, and I would go there for the rest of my life if I could. And I want to spend like my whole life there. Have you ever been there? Yes, I have, and I want to go back very much. And I literally, like, their hula pie, it's like ridiculous. I want to try it now. It's so good, you do not understand. And we're here with Sarah. What is your dream vacation? To the beach in Fiji. I want to go to Fiji so much. Cool. So for our last segment, we have Aaron here to talk about World Scholars Cup. Hello. Hi, so we have some <laughs> questions for you. Mm -hmm. So first off, what can we expect from the event? Uh, the World Scholars Cup is a worldwide academic competition. Um, it's been going on for about 15 or 16 years now. Uh, and we've been hosting it at St. George's since 2016, the Montreal Round. So if you are a participant in the World Scholars Cup and you haven't done it before, uh, it's an exciting two days of doing debates. There's some creative writing. Um, there's a fun game show event that takes place at the Montreal Forum at the movie theater downtown. We rent out one of the theaters. Um, there's a talent show, there's an actual debate in front of everybody for the best debaters of overall for the event, uh, and a lot of awards and medals that happen uh, at the end with some qualifications for global rounds. And what do those global rounds look like? Uh, the global rounds are basically really big, souped up, amped up versions of the regional rounds. So there are these regional rounds like we do in Montreal all, all over the world, um, so all the schools from Montreal come to St. George's because we happen to host it, but there's global rounds in Toronto, Vancouver, all over Canada, also the United States, all over Europe, Asia, Africa, pretty much every continent except Antarctica uh, hosts regional rounds of Scholars Cup. And the best scholars from each of those go to a global round, which I believe actually you participated in, uh, what is it now, like seven years ago or something yeah, like that? Yeah, way back when. Mm -hmm. um, I started it for the alpacas, which is a part I think you haven't mentioned yet. But I have not. Oh, yeah, you all get alpacas. Yeah. But everybody knows that. Everybody gets Because that's the reason a lot of people yeah. sign up for World Scholars Cup. Me being one of them. But the global round this year, so we've, it's new, normally we go to one that's in Europe. We've been to um, Athens. We went to Barcelona together. I've done one in Prague and uh, the Netherlands and Amsterdam. Um, last year we were in London. And this year we're going to Stockholm in Sweden, oh, wow. which is in Scandinavia, north of... Um, in the north part of Europe. Um, and at the Global Rounds, we do the same events again, but you're not only competing against people from Montreal, you're competing with people from literally all over the world, from China to India um, to Kenya, France, Australia. All these people come together to the Global Rounds to not only compete, but there's social events too, which are really fun. I don't know if you remember them, yeah. like the, the cultural fair where we all bring mm -hmm. like little things from Canada and we set up a booth and then every country has their own booth and everybody goes around and gets stuff from different countries. There's a big dance party. <laughs> there's a scavenger hunt where you team yeah. up with other kids from different um, 
countries and get to know them better and to do some fun activities. So all that kind of fun stuff is like the social part. And that's what I, I think is the biggest advantage of the mm -hmm. Global Rounds. Yeah, I'd say you get to meet so many new people and it's really a great experience. You get to have friendships from all over the world. And many of my friends have stayed in touch as well with the people they've met over the years. Mm. Why would you recommend World Scholars Cup? Mm. Mm. Well, I've... Uh... I would definitely recommend it to, like, there's people that have done it that didn't even know what they were getting into and then went to Global Rounds and then made it to the Tournament of Champions, which come comes after the Global Rounds at Yale University. Um, never thought they'd do it again and now can't wait to do it again. Mm -hmm. um, just the social, the, the fact that you get to meet people from all over the world and realize how similar everybody actually is. Yeah. Um, Everybody speaks English there because it's an English competition, so you don't really have to worry about that. But just learning from different cultures um, and seeing that things are different, and yet at the base, everybody's kind of the same. Mm -hmm. um, and you're right, people stay in touch with people from from all over the world for years sometimes. I know people that came like even before COVID that are still in touch now. Um, and if you're into the into academic competitions, if you're into things like debating and uh, creative writing... And, and tests and things like that, and learning new things, because you got to learn the curriculum for a mm -hmm. Scholars Cup. And you get to travel with your friends to Europe. Like, mm -hmm. that's super fun yeah. in a big group. Yeah, and I think it's a great community of people that you get mm -hmm. to be around as well. And the people that, that run Scholars Cup are really kind of awkward and weird. <laughs> so it's actually kind of interesting to... But they're fun. Mm -hmm. And um, if you're listening out there, hey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you, you, you know, they put on a great show every year yeah um and it's just it all adds up to be a great experience i think for i, I haven't had anybody go on one of these trips and say oh they regret doing it for sure yeah thank you so much for coming on the podcast and answering our questions you're welcome and i hope to see a lot of you at the world scholars cup um if you signed up on february 4th and 5th i believe uh, at St. George's and at the Forum and to take some of you to Stockholm this summer. It'll be fun. Best of luck for that. Anyway, that's a wrap for today. For suggestions, feedback, or if you would like to be featured on Dragon Talk, you can contact us at lolo.abrams at stgeorges.qc.ca and helen.latterman at stgeorges.qc.ca. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed our first episode of this new year. And see you next month.